Hello and welcome to the Wildcat Scoop Podcast. I'm your host, Shelby Shear, here with Jason Shear. And this episode is sponsored by Homefield, which is a premium collegiate apparel brand out of Indianapolis. It's a pretty cool idea with comfortable, officially licensed apparel and vintage college designs. Yeah, I'm pumped for this. Twitter was uh, Twitter was excited. They're launching a new school every Saturday for 14 straight weeks. And finally, Arizona is here. They're, uh, they're launching Arizona June 4th, 12 p.m. Eastern, and they're going to have 15 different pieces of apparel. And they feel amazing. I've seen the designs, and we can't spoil it yet, but they are awesome. The launch hasn't happened yet, but write this down. New customers can get 15% off their first purchase from Homefield with code WILDCATSCOOP at checkout at homefieldapparel.com. Yeah, we're going to Disneyland, and so <laughs> when I get back, the first thing that I'm going for is, uh, I've already ordered. I got the Yep, we should guys. have a box at so, our door. <laughs> I'm going to show you the designs as soon as we get the go-ahead, but make sure you follow Homefield on Twitter, myself and Shelby as well. You'll see what you're getting. It's going to be a fun week, and then they're launching, and uh, yeah, it's, um, you know, I'm, I'm biased, but it's some, some pretty bomb clothing. I'm a sucker for a very soft vintage tee. Also, follow me on Twitter at Ms. Shelby K, M-I-Z-S-H-E-L-B-Y-K. And obviously, Jason, if you're not following him, at Jason Shear on Twitter. So with all of that being said to steal Jason's line. Thanks for joining us, guys. Thanks for no, joining wait. us. And we are going to be um, doing football questions. I want, I want to point out we are super exhausted. We're going to Disneyland in about seven hours now. Yes. We're mostly packed. We've been running around getting everything set up. Um, I just want to point out that I will be on the road by the time you're probably listening to this. We already have one guy, Leonard Miller, basketball player, that said he's going to make some sort of announcement. I assume there's at least four to 48 things that will also happen. (laughs) I will be watching the phone very closely (laughs) while he's driving. So... Anyway, we're not talking about basketball right now. We're talking about football. Mm-hmm. We have questions, so we're ready to go. We're going to start with Hightower 5. Do we land a top 100 recruit for 2023? No. Arizona will not land a top 100 recruit. But I will say this. I do believe Arizona will land a top 250 recruit. Uh, you know, 100 is, I mean, that was TMAC, right? That was, that was Arizona doesn't normally <laughs> land those type of guys. It did a great job. But right now... When you look at who Arizona is recruiting and where they stand for each guy, it is unlikely that Arizona uh, lands a top 100 guy. But I do think they're in the running for, you know, some top 250 guys, maybe even top 200. Uh, Leviticus Sua, I believe, is top 200. With Great a, name. Yeah, official visit this weekend. Um, and, you know, I, I, they're in line for, you know, top 300 or so. So they're, they're going to finish with a pretty good class. But I just think top 100 is... Uh, you're kind of asking a lot there, which isn't a bad thing. This is Arizona. There's work to do before you can consistently land top 100 guys. you got to win some football games. If you hear a crash here in the next few minutes, when our you hear a crash. small 10-pound dog has a 20-pound bone that she's about ready to drop on our floor. So sorry for of the Of course, crash. it's podcast time. So that's and the only yes, time. Bianca is ready to interrupt the podcast. Anyway, moving on to uh, Blue Dow 10. You skipped my boy. And that's okay. Right. We'll get to them. All right, I'm just... What incoming freshmen who were not at spring practice stand the best chances of seeing the field this year? Yeah, so the first one that comes to mind is probably uh, Tyler Martin, just because he's at a position of need. Um, he's physically he's physically ready to contribute 
And, and that's usually the, the biggest thing that I look for from an incoming freshman is, you know, not necessarily how good they will be, but I look more like, okay, like they're good in high school, but are they physically ready? If they're good and they're 170 pounds, it, it's just, it's not going to work, right? So he's probably, you know, number one. And I think number two, uh, Rayshon Luke, obviously at running back, he's a the guy they're going to put in uh, some packages for. But, you know, I, I got to be honest, there's a few guys that I could see contribute, right? Uh, I mean, you take a look at a guy like uh, Tietai Uagalele, who name. probably needs to add some weight, but he's really fast off the edge. Um, you know, Russell Davis is another guy where he's big and, you know, he's got to gain some weight. Maybe he's ready to play right away. Isaiah Johnson's 280. It's the guys that physically are ready. You know, Sterling Lane is up there. But if I had to pick two of them, uh, I would pick Tyler Martin uh, and Rayshon Luke. I just think that there's room for them to be able to contribute right away. Okay, so who I skipped was P. Merlihan. Don't do it again, Shelby. I won't do it again because this is P. Merlihan's question. Do you have any additional updates on Jacob Reese? I don't. And to be honest, I haven't asked since the last update. And the last update was that he was cleared to play. And, um, you know, it kind of, uh, I could probably contact Jed Fish. That comes from a, a good source. Um, not an official statement from Arizona yet, um, but it's good news. And if you notice, he's tweeting. Uh, he actually just went home and graduated. It's pretty cool if you look at the social media of the early enrollees. Those guys all went home over the past week or so and graduated, um, which was awesome to see. Like Jonah Coleman goes from, you know, being a solid running back in spring and taking snaps in spring ball to wearing the cap and gown and graduating high school. So that was pretty cool to see. But um, to be honest, I haven't followed up. But last I heard, the expectation was that uh, he'd be ready to go. I, I think there's a lot of work. I mean, he still misses spring. Maybe there's some, you know, I don't know if there's going to be some let's watch closely type of deal and see how he does. But um, from what I understand, it, it's it's a positive outlook for Jacob Reese. All right, next up is UA Portland Timbers. Which player are we not talking enough about right now? Kevin Doyle. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> wow, I'm probably gonna get in trouble. Uh, you know, there's one. I'm actually. I think I'm gonna. I'm gonna go a little different. Most, you know, people will go skill players. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna go offensive lineman. Oh, nice. Uh, JT Hand as a freshman was pretty solid last year and played a variety of positions. From what I understand, he has gained a considerable amount of good weight uh, and strength, and the expectation is that he's going to be able to take a major step forward. Does that turn into him starting every game? I don't know, but uh, there's some competition on the line, obviously. But he's a guy that I think has a bright future, and we don't really talk about the offensive line as a whole very much, but uh, he's a guy that... Um, I could see contributing, you know, pretty solidly this year. And on the defensive side of the ball, I'm going to go lineman again. Uh, Paris Shand is probably a guy we're not talking about a lot. The defensive line doesn't get a lot of attention, and I'm not saying Paris Shand is going to go out there and dominate, but he's the guy that looked pretty solid during the spring, former basketball player, so he has good feet, good handwork, and uh, and he's a guy that, that they believe, you know, has some, some solid potential this season. All right. Uh, next question is from Vincent Kwan. Now, is it Mejon? Mejon. Okay. Since Mejon left and Pac-12 has done some rule tweaking, do we still only have one scholarship left or could we have more? I mean this in the nicest way, Vincent. And I say this to everyone, so don't take it personal. The one thing that fans shouldn't worry about is scholarship numbers. <laughs> they always work 
themselves out. I believe, you know, it, look, Arizona went out and got Wendell Mo, if you guys remember. So technically, they don't have any rides. I don't know for sure, Mejon. I, I know that Arizona is always looking in the portal. So if I ask a source, you know, who you're looking at, it's we're always looking, right? There's ways now to even get kids if you don't have scholarships, right? It's dirty. It, well, it's not dirty. It's legal. But there's, you know, ways where scholarship counts don't even matter in some places anymore, whether you have them or not. There's ways around it, right? There's a lot of ways to ford the river, right. basically. Good. Let's play Oregon Trail now. So, uh, Mejon did leave because he wasn't going to start, and he basically threw a hissy fit, and they said, cool. Bye. Um, but, look, if, if Arizona, if there's a player in the portal that Arizona feels can improve the team, they're going to go after him. I will say this. I haven't heard of anyone imminent, and I haven't heard of Arizona aggressively going after any guys right now. I think most of the portal movement as of now uh, is done. I would be surprised, actually, if Arizona made a move before next season. All right. That was very thorough. Thank you, Jason Shear. Um, next question is from Casey Wildcat 27 With a bunch of visitors coming in June, what's your over-under for commitment? 100. <laughs> While we're driving. Right. Uh, tomorrow. So, uh, I, I, I believe Arizona will get a few. Uh, I have the visitor list for football for this weekend. It is very impressive. And I'm going to be an asshole and kind of tease it out throughout the week. Uh, with official visit previews, and uh, it is it is an impressive list. It is a very good list. Uh, there's a couple guys that I could see committing, maybe not this weekend, but you know maybe they go home and think about it. But um, I I would be I would say multiple commitment. Let's put for the month of June. Let's go two and a half over under two and a half, which is nice. It's not bad. Um, but you know with Jed, once he gets momentum, you know we saw it last year. You never know. But um, they are bringing in a ton. Of guys, primo. Uh, you know, like I said, I will I will tease out the list um, throughout the week. But as I look at the list, there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven official visitors this weekend, with a very good chance that more are added. I'm not putting this on the podcast. I'm putting it on the WildcatAuthority.com message boards and premium stories for Boom. the people. I thought when you did all that counting, you were going to end with the ah, ah, ah. Like, that reminded oh, me of the count. Okay. I'm just saying. It's bedtime for you. It's very late. Anyway, um, I hope you guys are watching for all these commitments, or hopefully commitments this wow. week. Just saying. Anyway, next question. Speaking of June commitments, Tui the Truth, great name. Why does Arizona wait until June to do officials? Other schools are having them in May. And a lot of our primary targets are making decisions before seeing our campus. I think a lot of it has to do with schooling. So Arizona likes to do things in groups with their visits. Like I mentioned, there's 11 guys, right? Um, there's a bunch of guys from Hawaii. There's a bunch of guys from SoCal. There's some from Texas. Like they know each other, right? And so Arizona, I mean, we saw it with Servite. There's a certain bond. Like they have no issue, you know, we saw with Alamany, et cetera. They have no issue going after teammates and, and kind of going that route. And it's much easier to do in June than it maybe is May when these kids are, are still in school. If Arizona felt that the difference between getting and not get, getting Roger Robinson, for instance, was bringing him on campus a few weeks earlier, they would have done it. Like they would have pushed to do it. Um, I don't know if that recruitment's over yet. I, not necessarily for Arizona. I think it's going to go real, real national. But if, if that was the difference between getting a kid and not getting a kid, Arizona would obviously bring him in on an official visit. So um, I, I think that we, as a message board, kind of make more of that than it really is. 
Arizona's going to bring 40 guys in this month on official visits. Um, they're going to do just fine. If they, if they felt they'd be better off bringing in 37 with three of them in May, they would have done that. All right. And final question is from bballer3299. Who are some freshmen that might not make an impact right away, but could be really good after a redshirt season and another year of development? So this is another thing where I look at build, right? Like if they're too skinny to play, but like Isaiah Ward, for instance, he's an edge guy, 6'6", 230, good bloodlines. He may not be ready right away because he's a little skinny, but you put on 20, 30 pounds on him and all of a sudden he's a 6'6", 260 pound monster, right? So it's guys that I look like, you know, I, I look at him. Takario Davis is going to come in as a corner. Great size, length, athleticism. Probably needs to get a, a little stronger. And then Uigalele is another guy where if he doesn't play right away, uh, he's a guy, you know, I look at. Wendell Moe, the offensive lineman, 6'3", 330, right? Maybe he doesn't play right away, but he's a guy that the coaching staff likes a lot and had a really nice season. Um, long story with him and his commitment. Basically, he committed to another school, Morgan State, um, his dad had COVID and wound up passing away. He wanted to see his dad, um, you know, see him commit. So he committed to a school, uh, signed with them, actually, then wound up getting out of it. As soon as he did, Arizona was was there. It was kind of, it was very quick. So um, he's a guy that's better than, you know, the way his recruitment played out. So, you know, it's guys like that where, you know, maybe physically they're, they're close. They're not there. But in a year after, you know, conditioning and strength and conditioning program, Tyler Owens, uh, I, I, believe those are, you know, Takario Davis, those are the type of guys where I would look to make an impact in their sophomore seasons or freshmen, I guess, after the redshirt freshmen. AKA Diamonds in the Rough. Ooh. There's a Disney reference. Oh, man. Boom, Aladdin. I'm very excited. I don't get excited for trips until literally when we're hours for leaving because all, all the Let's other stuff now. is done. Let's just leave now. Well, our children are sleeping now. Yeah, well, I, I, that's my point. <laughs> just throw them in the car. Right. We will have pod. I told Shelby, go look, honey. We're going to have to do some podcasts on this trip. Not maybe Disneyland nights. We're going to be in, in the actual parks Thursday and Friday. And I said, okay, honey. You know, we got Leonard Miller. We got Dale and Terry. We've got a massive visit weekend. There's going to be a lot going on this week. Of course there is. Why yeah. wouldn't there be, Shelby? Also, there is something um, special that happened this weekend um, on the Marana side of things. Shelby and I got married. No, we oh, didn't wait. get married. But wait, Jason tweeted out for everyone um, to follow Mariana Parks and Rec on Twitter. And we actually had our 10,000 follower on Mariana Parks and Rec Facebook is a Wildcat Scoop regular, Andre Veras. So congratulations, Andre Veras, being the 10,000th follower. We did it. We finally we did, did it. it. You, Thank I you, I will honey. send my 8x10 picture to your address. But if you do live in Miranda or Northwest side of town, follow that page, Miranda Parks and Rec on Facebook, because I do post quite a bit of stuff about all the awesome things happening in Miranda. And uh, Bianca, by the way, has been literally all over us because she knows we're leaving. Our suitcases are I'm gonna out. I'm going to post a picture right now. This is how I do podcasts. Yes. <laughs> this is how we... Wait, let me see it first. Is, is it bad? Uh, no, it's just Bianca literally in my face. So. Yeah, Bianca's in this. So she's sad to see us go, but our next podcast will be in Anaheim, and it will be basketball news-related mm-hmm. and or basketball questions. So We're going to be by Modern Day. Maybe we'll get some scoop. Stay tuned. Ooh, I kind of hinted at something. About Ooh, Modern Day? Maybe, maybe not. Mm, now everyone's going to be freaking out. Whatever, that's good. 
So I'll be on the road at 5 a.m. So if you're wondering when everything will drop, I'll probably be in Yuma. I think at like 9 a.m. Probably when I lose all. Lose signal out there yeah. in the desert. Yeah. Yep. Well, we'll find out. I'm sure we'll have people telling us something's going on if we don't start talking about it. Until that time. Thank you, boys and girls, for joining us. And we will talk to you very soon. Bear down. Bear down. Shelby. Yeah, <laughs> that's me. What is your favorite ride at Disneyland? Where are we looking towards? Forwards, towards well, forwards too. Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean is closed, so that's super sad because uh, that's my favorite. But I do love Splash Mountain, as you know. I'm a big fan. And, and on the California Adventure side, I really like Monsters, Inc. I like the teacups and Snow White. You're such a classic Disney fan. Mwah.